0: Welcome back to Storytime on the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And just excited to continue reading through this amazing story that we find in the Old Testament, the book of Esther, and we're in chapter three. So let's remember what what we've gone through. We've had a queen dethroned and a king picking a new queen over the course of a three-year-long beauty contest, and Esther becomes queen. And soon after that, Mordecai, her older cousin, who has really raised her and is advising her, Mordecai finds out about a plot against the king, and he reveals that plot. It's found out that it is true, and he basically has saved the king's life, and those who were going to kill the king are put to death, and it is recorded in the book. So this sounds like a great story. You have Esther, who's a Jew, who is queen. You have Mordecai, her cousin, who's really just got to be super popular now and all that. So let's see where this story goes, starting in chapter 3. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the Agagite, the son of Hammedatha, and advanced him and sat and set him, set his throne above all the officials who were with him. So he makes him Basically, second in command makes Haman. And let's remember that Haman and Mordecai are really the two main characters in the book. So, now finally, chapter three, the next main character enters Haman. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage. Then the king's servants, who were at the king's gate, said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? And when they spoke to him day after day, and he would not listen to them, they told Haman, in order to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. So why wasn't he bowing? Because he was a Jew. Jews believe in one God, and they don't believe that the king is a god or that he can command them to bow so that's that was their understanding of the jews and when haman saw that mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him haman was filled with fury but he disdained to lay hands on mordecai alone in other words he well mordecai is below me i don't need to do that so haman was very very conceited, but he was put second in charge of the entire kingdom under the king. So he's looking at Mordecai that way. So, as they had made known to him the people of Mordecai, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. So now we have a problem, right? Haman hates Mordecai because Mordecai won't bow. He finds out he's a Jew, so now he hates all Jews. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, I'm in verse 7 now, chapter 3, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast pur, that is, they cast lots, before Haman, day after day, and they cast it month after month, till the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom their laws are different from those of every other people and they do not keep the king's laws so that it is not to the king's profit to tolerate them if it pleases if it pleases the king let it be decreed that they be destroyed and i will pay one i will pay 10000 talents of silver into the hands of those Who have charge of the king's business, that they may put into the king's treasuries. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the Agagite, and the the son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, The money is given to you, the people also, to do with them as it seems good to you. Verse 12. Then the king's scribes were summoned to summon on the thirteenth day of the fifth of the first month, and an edict, according to all that Haman commanded, was written to the king's satraps, and to the governors over all the provinces, to the officials of all the peoples, to every province in its own script, and every people in its own language. It was written in the name of King Ahasuerus. And sealed with the king's signet ring. Letters were sent by couriers to all the king's providences with instructions to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate, to destroy, and annihilate, oh my goodness, all Jews, young and old, women and children, in one day, the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the document was to be issued as a decree in every providence by a proclamation to all the peoples to be ready for that day. The couriers went out hurriedly by the order of the king, and a decree was issued in Susa, the citadel, citadel. And the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was thrown into confusion. Okay, so that's the end of chapter 3. What is going on here, right? Well, some of it's a little bit more obvious than others. We have this whole idea of Haman gets promoted over everybody except for the king. So he's a very, very important and very powerful person. However, he's not a king. So the most powerful person is still the king by far. But he does win over the uh, the king at some more, this, this uh, casting of lots and things like that. He continues to win the king's favor and he's able to bring to the king's attention these Jews. And of course, he hates these Jews because of Mordecai. So we see that Mordecai wouldn't bow. Mordecai was a Jew. Therefore, Haman hates all Jews. I think some people today are like that, right? They have a bad encounter with somebody of a certain people group or a certain race or a certain part of the country or a part of the world and then they just think that all people from that part of the world are like that that can get us into a lot of trouble so Haman now one of the main characters is finally brought into the story and he has this hatred toward Mordecai the other main character and so he convinces the king that having Jews around is a bad idea so he declares this proclamation that in 12 months is going to be carried out so in the first month of the year They made the proclamation, they send it out to all the people, all these letters sealed by the king's signet ring, that in the last month of the year, anybody can kill the Jews and if you kill the Jews, you get to keep their stuff. And so this is sent out and after he does all this, Haman sits down with the king. So he's got great favor with the king because in the middle of all this chaos that is now going on, he is sitting down. With the king. And it says that Susa was thrown into confusion. So, what a story now. Queen is a Jew, but she's been keeping the fact that she's a Jew secret. Her cousin is the Jew that is upsetting Haman, who now wants to kill all the Jews. Maybe these two cousins should talk. I don't know. Well, we'll find out as the story continues. But think about it for yourself how. How are we doing? How are we doing at our relationships? How are we doing at winning over people? Now, I'm not suggesting that Mordecai should have bowed to Haman. I think he did the right thing. And it is interesting to look at the hatred that is still prevalent today in that part of the world toward the Jews. There are still many from Persia, which is modern-day Iran, who hate Jews. And so this... This is nothing new. Now back in these days it was new, but nowadays it's not new. So think about what are some what are some things going on in your mind that oh I don't like these people or I don't like that person because of this or because of that or I have a disdain toward this person or maybe maybe you are being unjustly dealt with. Like Mordecai and all the Jews are about to be unjustly dealt with. And you're wondering, where is God? Where is God in all of this? So even in our situation right now, here we are, April 14th, 2020, COVID-19 is racking the world. It has us all isolated. Kids are home from school. College students are home from college. People are not working. Where is God in all this? So I think we can relate a little bit to the story. Okay, what is God going to do? Well, I think that's a good question, and you'll have to come back and listen to chapter 4 to find out, or go read it yourself. Esther is in the Old Testament. It is right after um, Ezra and Nehemiah, right before Job. So go and and find that and read it. We'll be in chapter 4 next time. God bless you guys. Have a great day.